Hello and welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions with your friends and with your family all throughout the week. My name is David Tremaine and I'm the Director of Outreach and Faith Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. And I'm Maya Little Samia and I'm the Youth Minister here at St. Paul's. And usually on the podcast with us is the Reverend Jackie Pippin, uh, who lives in Japan and always gives us nice updates about the weather. But Jackie's unable to be with us this morning, so she's here in spirit, uh, and we will highlight a part of the gospel in her name, but uh, she's not going to be on the podcast today. So she'll be back next week. Uh, and so It's 75 degrees out. and clear in Tokyo. There you go. Shout out to That's Jackie. the weather in Japan. So uh, we are in the week of May 20th, and uh, this is the week of Pentecost. So exciting. So a transition in the liturgical seasons. Uh, Pentecost is the marks the end of our Easter season and the beginning of ordinary time. I heard, I heard it described recently as like there being two seasons to two seasons to the liturgical year. There's like this season of like feasts and festivals of yeah. of like Advent to the end of Easter. And that's like the time where we go all the way from birth to death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. And it happens. Yeah. Well, it happens in six months. It's essentially half the year most of the time because it started in December and it ends in at the end of May. And then the rest of the year is kind of the, the, the rest time. I think that's symbolic yeah. of like us without Jesus. Yeah. Like being here. Yeah. Like how we don't have him in the, our, like the disciples didn't have him after a certain time. Yeah. And that Pentecost marks, right, exactly. Pentecost marks that time of, of the end of the kind of telling, like going through the liturgical markers of this, of the life of Jesus and entering into this time after Jesus's ascension until we start the cycle over again in Advent. Also how Pentecost is sometimes like called the birth of the church. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like ordinary time is like, okay, now church, do church stuff, do church things based on what you have heard in this past six months of the year. I think you're right because I think we're going to talk about Pentecost today, but like Pentecost marks a time where we stop kind of looking, we, we stop celebrating these markers in the life of Jesus and actually do what is happening on Pentecost, which is people being sent out to do the mission of the church. And so I think we we kind of transition into this time of maybe doing more outward focusing things. Right. There's definitely a, there's a definite mark in kind of change in rhythm of the community. Yeah. From all this like flurry of Christmas and Easter and Lent and Holy Week. Yeah. Holy Week and all this stuff. And then there's kind of this rest time where it's like, okay, now we have the, we've just gone through this whole life story and now we are being, we're transitioning our energy to go out into the world and do things. And Advent's four weeks and Advent's pretty low key. Mm -hmm. You know, it's anticipation. It's that anticipation and like ramping up. It's like it's coming. Yeah. yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Exactly. So it really is cool to be in touch with the rhythm of the seasons and and the rhythm of the church year, and it's a whole. It's like a. It's an embodied way of experiencing uh, our faith, yeah. of of being in touch with the feasts and the festivals. That kind of year, that half year of of celebrating life events, and then that half year of being more mission focused and in ordinary time, in kind of the orderly time, going out and doing the work 
that we're that Jesus uh, is sending us out to do. That we are ordered, yeah. Ordered to do. There you go. Ta-da. Uh, so, um, this week, just like every week, our um, Faith to Go resources, which are found at www.stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go, and which you can get in a weekly email version on Sunday morning if you want a more mobile-friendly version. Uh, those resources are all based on the gospel for the week. The interesting thing about this week, Pentecost, is that the main Pentecost reading that everyone would recognize is from Acts, which is not a gospel. The gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And the reading about uh, the tongues of fire descending on the disciples and speaking in different tongues and all these people that were gathered in Jerusalem from all these different places hearing their languages. That's from Acts, and so it's not the gospel for this week. So we are going to... That is, that is, the, pen, that is the main Pentecost story, but interestingly, the gospel for this week is Jesus talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit, or in the Gospel of John, the Advocate, or the Paraclete, which we'll talk about later. And so we're going to highlight things from the Gospel reading this Sunday, which is from John, uh, and there's two verses from the end of 15, and then the first 15 verses of chapter 16. So Maya is going to read the Gospel, and then we'll highlight three things from the Gospel we hope you take into your conversations this week. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You are also to testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. I did not say these things to you from the beginning, because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me, yet none of you asked me, where are you going? But because I said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I will go that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because they did not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am no longer the Father. Because I am going to the Father, and I will you will see me no longer. About judgment, because the ruler of this world has been condemned. I still have many things to say to you. But you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify you, because you will take because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Alright, thanks, Maya. So uh, we have Jesus here. Again, the Sun the main reading that's going to be focused on most likely this Sunday is from Acts 2, uh, which is when people are in Jerusalem celebrating the Feast of, of Pentecost, which is actually a, a Jewish feast. We were talking about this before, the Feast of Weeks. Called Shavuot. Yeah. And it's the celebration of the 50 days. It's the 50th. It's 50 days after... Passover, celebrating when Moses got the received the Ten Commandments. Yeah, and so people were in uh, Jerusalem celebrating Pentecost, and on the day of Pentecost, this Jewish holiday, uh, the Holy Spirit descended in the tongues of fire, and people spoke in 
in different languages and um it was kind of like the equipping it was like the equipping of the disciples to go out and preach the gospel to all nations as mm-hmm. Jesus had um commissioned them to do and so there's this that what we're going to talk about today is is these two aspects that the acts the acts highlights uh, the Acts reading highlights one one aspect of the Holy Spirit, and the John reading highlights a different aspect of the Holy Spirit. But they're both talking about the same Holy Spirit. And again, it's always good to read these different parts of Scripture in conversation with one another because we get a more comprehensive picture of these complicated theological issues. Precisely. So the Acts one again is talking about how the disciples were equipped with these with the power to of language and communication equipped to go out and do the work that Jesus was calling them to go out and do. Right. And this is after Jesus is gone, by the way, this right. is the acts of the apostles after he, what are the apostles up to after Jesus is ascended? Right. So Jesus just in the chapter before this in acts ascends to heaven and then the feast of Pentecost and the tongues of fire. And we often refer to it as the birth of the church because this is when the first time that the apostles and disciples are post Jesus, Jesus being with them and now entering into this time of doing their mission in the world. Right. Okay. Which is building up the church, you know, and ends up being what the church is now. Mm-hmm. In John, um, Jesus talks about this is a, now this is, this, these parts of John, these chapters 15, 16, and 17, which we've kind of been hovering in for a while now in our gospel readings. And so this is, before, this is before the, the crucifixion so that he's talking to them. So he's telling them that he has to go, and he has to go so that this advocate will come to them. And the way we understand advocate is the same as the Holy Spirit. So the first thing we want to highlight um, is... This beginning part of the verses from kind of the middle part. Jesus says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So this word advocate is from a Greek word, parakletos, which is translated advocate, Sometimes it's helper, sometimes it's comforter, sometimes it's just paraclete. So you'll hear people refer to the paraclete sometimes. They're I don't know. I don't know who those people are, but they're just trying way too hard. Then they're just like, "Hey, like." But it comes from a combination of two words: para, which is beside, like parallel, and kaleo, which is Greek for to call. It's a verb to call. So it's like the one calling next to you, like calling out from beside you. And it's actually a, a legal term in, in Greek for an attorney. Um, so it's like your helper in terms of like your advocate, the person that is standing next to you who knows the situation you're in and is offering you guidance and like calling out on your behalf to the world, like the you, leading you. The way you said that right now kind of reminded me of a couple of weeks ago when we talked about... Um, was it with the vine and the branches about uh, picking you mm-hmm. and choosing you yeah. and calling you? Yeah, I called you out and I placed right. you. I think that's mm-hmm. similar too, because but it's different now because it's like you're walking now, but he's yeah. yeah. 
Because Jesus, this is the thing, is Jesus here is pointing to a transition. Remember, we've been right. talking about this transition for weeks now. This is a transition that Jesus is making from being with the disciples to not being with them anymore. Of, show, of telling them what is going to happen to actually having it happen and preparing them for what that's going to be like. To go through his suffering, death, and resurrection and ascension with him. And then <coughs> be in the world and doing this mission without him. Right. Right. And so there is something to this transition where it's like Jesus is tra- it's it's a transition for the disciples of Jesus being being with them and leading them to the paraclete this advocate being next to them and walking with them and kind of telling and like knowing where they are being called, knowing the situation in order to know which direction to go. So as much as the the way I've been thinking about it is, is the, as much as the Acts reading from Pentecost is about the Holy Spirit equipping the disciples to do the mission of God, this advocate, this paraclete, this one that stands beside and calls out next to us is the one that shows us from moment to moment what that mission is, you know, because yeah. it's not always so direct. No, we have to squint our eyes. Mm-hmm. Because we talk about discernment a lot, and what it's like the the advocate in terms of this legal terminology is someone who stands beside you and has has so much clarity on the situation that's going on that they can give you clear advice and counsel. It's like the Holy Spirit is perfectly attuned to right. the situation that's going on and knows exactly how to respond. And we are we are invited to be in touch with that Holy Spirit dwelling in us because the Holy Spirit knows the direction to go. And we are just trying to be in touch with that direction, with that kind of inner compass right. of where to go in the world. And then knowing that it is also equipping us to do the work that we're being called to do. It's more on a personal level than what we see in Pentecost, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, as a... Because it makes sense, it's in the gospel before. It's like preparing, because you have to focus on yourself before you go out and do any sort yeah. of missional work. Mm-hmm. So, And Jesus is making it pretty clear, like, there is a, the transition is like, there's something that, this this is a necessary transition in order for God's will to be done in the world. Like, I've gone as far as I can, right. and now it's important for this transition to happen, where I'm not going to be here the way that I have been. But this, in, in terms of the Trinity, again, like Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, there I will still be with you in this new way kind of thing. And I think it also, it's like that pursuit and that trying to be in touch with um, the Holy Spirit and that guidance and that inner compass somewhat also makes it, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to say there. It comes like it makes it eat harder in a mm-hmm. way. So uh, I forgot what I was going to say. But it was kind of like... Um, I don't know. It's it's like it makes you want it. Like you, you have mm-hmm. to put effort into it. Yeah. Well, it's not so it's not so clear anymore. It's not like now it's not it's not the disciples can just walk and follow literally follow the footsteps of Jesus because he's walking right in front of them or and telling him. them what to do and ask him directly. Right. But there's something it's like Jesus has reached the limits of what he can teach through words and actions. And the Holy Spirit is the thing that teaches you through your life experience. And there is like all this life that is to come for the disciples that will teach them so much about God and about Jesus that Jesus can't do just with words and actions. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think that leads to this to the next two things uh, we were going to highlight. Do you want to okay. do this second one? Yeah, so the second one we discussed was um, when the advocate comes back, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. Yeah. So I like that he says he will prove the world wrong, mm-hmm. as in saying we're all wrong, uh-huh. not he'll prove them wrong, he'll mm. prove you wrong, he'll prove the Pharisees wrong, he'll prove the Essenes wrong. No. We are all, the world is mm-hmm. wrong mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. And um, I like that. It's just like, nope, you're all, <laughs> you're all wrong. Sorry. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's like that we're all one and the same. We all have this ability to make the world so black and white. Right. You know, sins are either good things, sins are bad things, and then there's good things that you do black and white in terms of judging one another and judging ourselves, black and white in terms of who's righteous and who's not. And Jesus, the whole time he's the whole, his whole ministry is turning things upside down, change, shifting paradigms, changing what is good and bad, changing what is right and wrong. And like opening up the possibility that there isn't so much right and wrong as like painful and healing and that God is working in everything, no matter what it is. And that the Holy Spirit, what does it say? And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and yeah. judgment. It's like when this thing that will come and be and dwell in us and lead us through our life experience, our life experience will show us that there's more to sin than black and white, and there's more to righteousness than good and bad, and there's more to judgment than right. you know, pointing the finger at someone else and at ourselves. Also the fact that it doesn't say he will teach you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not something he can say. Yes. It's not right. something that can be taught in a lesson plan or in mm-hmm. words. It's mm-hmm. something that he will show you, mm-hmm. like, that we're all, this is all wrong. Yeah. And Jesus recognizes that. He says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the, sp- when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but, you will, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Mm-hmm. So the speak whatever he hears shows that the advocate is there and knows the situation. He's right yeah. there, and he, can, he digests and processes the situation because he knows all angles of that situation. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, you can't bear this right now, but... You're gonna like it's gonna work. Like you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Not you'll be fine, but yeah. But I think it's I think it's also like you said about um, Jesus is saying there are what was that first line again? I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Like, yeah, yeah. I still have many things to say to you. There's so much more for your t- for you to learn, but me telling them to you right now isn't how you're gonna learn them because right. I can't teach you. The next three, I can't explain to you and teach you what you're going to learn from the next however many years of your life experience. But that's going to be the work of the advocate. That's going to be the work of the Holy Spirit is to equip you and to teach you and through teaching you through your life experience to show you where you're being called to go to next. And you can't bear it. You can't. You actually are not able to hold it now. And like fathom it. Yeah, because all you can do is hold what's happening at the moment. In every moment, one moment to the next. Can you imagine how overwhelming it would be if you got informed of your whole plan yeah, right. in one, like your whole life? Well, like if someone, if if four years ago, someone right. tried to teach me 
what I was going to learn through my life experience that I know now, like, it okay, wouldn't pal. have made. Right. I would have forgotten it. It would have been gobbledygook. Right, like, would have been nice. made up. Thanks for the tarot card reading. No. Yeah. Well, it's just like if you. It's just like you can tell someone not to do some, something as much as you want. Try to teach them about life, but until they experience it themselves, they don't actually know it. There's like a different way of knowing. That Jesus is saying, I can, you can only know things so much through me. My mom would always But there's a new way of knowing through the experience of the Holy Spirit. Well, I think it's, I think it's like the, the Ten Commandments and this thing he's talking about, about sin. Like, it's going to, it's going to prove you wrong about sin. Because it's not that these, this is a list of ten things God doesn't like for you to do. Or if you avoid all these things, you're still a godly person. Right. It's like, these are a list of ten things that are going to hurt. God's going to love you through it. Right. But you're actually you're actually not going to be able to know that they hurt until you do them, right? You know, or just by refraining from things you've never experienced. Yeah. So I think so. To recap, uh, we've got three things that we hope you uh, keep in mind as you have conversations this week about Pentecost and about the Holy Spirit. Um, the first one is that the this advocate that Jesus is talking about is someone is something that is. It's the Spirit of God moving in us and helping us to know what direction we are called to go in, that we have this inner this compass and this indwelling Spirit that is calling us forward and walking next to us along the way. Um, the second one is that this our life experience is going to break down some things that we thought were true and that it's important for us to let that happen mm-hmm. throughout our life. And the third one is that uh, there are things, there's a different way of knowing that we're being invited into than, like, learning. There's a different kind of learning that is based on our life experience that God is teaching us through our experiences of life and that we can rely on that experience uh, to have authority for how we interpret the world and know God. So Maya is going to read the gospel one more time and uh, keep in mind all those things as you hear it and see if you hear something new this time. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You are also to testify because you have been with me from the beginning. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you, but now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you ask me, where are you going? Because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when, it co- when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father and you, will see, and you will see me no longer. About judgment, because the ruler of this world has been condemned. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of Truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I said said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Uh, Okay, so uh, that's our show for this week. Make sure you go on to the faith to go website at www.stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go and check out all the resources make sure to follow us on instagram at faith to go make sure to rate and review this podcast and also go online 
on the website and sign up for our weekly email so you can get all of your uh, weekly e- weekly resources sent to your mobile device. We will be back in your podcast feed next Sunday, the 27th of May, and we hope uh, Jackie will be back with us. She probably will. But until then, thank you, Maya. Thanks, David. And thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.